What if through compassionate mindfulness and omnipresent awareness, you became instrumental in creating lasting impact? What if you surrounded yourself with people who had the same mission as you did? Welcome to Mindful Mompreneur Moments, the podcast that will provide the midlife mompreneur with a combination of mindset, mindfulness, and meditation tools. Each month, we delve into a specific theme that will allow you to take actionable steps that may just spark a little fire and get you pumped for whatever comes next. I'm Shilpa, founder of Omni Mindfulness Coaching. And I'm Tanya, founder of Xenia Coaching. In this space, we will share impactful interviews that tell compelling stories, relevant insights, and guided meditations. The stories we share through the lens of mindful entrepreneurs will resonate with you and give you an opportunity to be inspired. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. In this month's edition of the MMM podcast, we cover holistic wellness. And in today's conversation, we have Kirsten Johnson. Kirsten Johnson has been in the fitness and wellness industry for over 25 years, both in Europe and the United States. She has been instrumental in developing new and innovative group fitness programs, educating instructors around the world, and managing high-end fitness companies in Hamburg, Germany, as well as San Diego and the Bay Area in California. Kirsten has been an avid athlete in karate, wado, ryu, martial arts, in jazz dance, and as an accomplished 5K and 10K runner. She became a fitness club owner, manager, and educator, and funded the International Aerobic Academy for Primary Group Fitness Certification in Germany and Spain, and created new fitness programs like Healthy Back, Brazilian Workout, and River Dancation. <laughs> she was honored as the Nike Elite Instructor Germany for being an accomplished fitness presenter at fitness conventions like Body Life and FIBO. Kirsten continues to follow her passion and training in psychology and started teaching wellness retreats in California and Mexico offering mind-body classes like yoga, Pilates, and NIA dance, as well as NSM, which is Neurodynamic Self-Management Courses. She has a background in psychology coaching, teaching neurodynamic self-management seminars and helping clients with a deeper understanding of their intentions and learning how to create new habits to live a more fulfilled life. And we are so excited to announce that we've partnered up with Kirsten to bring you the MMM Transition Toolkit event with Kirsten Johnson that will be taking place online this coming December 11th and 12th, 2021. So make sure you look out for details in the description and be sure to stay tuned till the end for some powerful insights from Kirsten. And now here's Kirsten Johnson. All right, Kirsten, thank you for joining us. You are so welcome. So good to see you too. 
Yeah, we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much, Kristen, for being with us. We're going to jump right into it. We want to know how did you emerge into the role of becoming an entrepreneur? Tell us a little bit about your journey. Well, I feel I was never born to be an office person. So uh, I always like to do something different from when I was a, a child. I like to organize uh, ice skating and rollerblading events and dancing and uh, so I was always a little bit this kid that liked to inspire people to do something fun and active and because I liked it too. And I thought everybody else will like it too. And most of the time they did it too. So, and I, oh, I actually was very lucky. I was in a high school where they fostered us to be creative, uh, where they fostered us to be uh, creating things, were developing things both from art, from music, from science. Um, and uh, we, we, were, we were taught to think outside the box. And I had wonderful leaders who really guided me to doing that and doing that in a meaningful and successful way. So that was my first step. And then I, uh, in my life, I first became, uh, I worked first as a job as a uh, interpreter and uh, a translator, which is like, a, you know, like one of those jobs that your mom wants you to have because it's a decent job and you make nice money and have a good uh, reputation. And um, I, I just noticed it's not me, even though it was fun. I worked for the uh, Indian consulate and Canadian for a year and met lots of people, but I knew it, I just have to do something else. Um, so by the time I was 25, I decided to change my career. Uh, I was lucky enough in Germany to get a scholarship for the university. I studied psychology, sports, and uh, dance therapy. Um, and that's why I came across meditation for the first time. And really the reason was at that time I was, I was you know, I was, went to university, I was working, and I was I had no, not a lot of sleep. So I started stuttering. Um, and um, I went to a doctor and he couldn't figure out what to do. They gave me all kinds of, you know, treatments, behavior treatment didn't work. And then one day I walked by, there is a big transcendental meditation center right by my university in Hamburg. And I thought, hmm, maybe I should try it out. And so I just walked in and got a coach. He gave me an introduction. I thought, this is actually what I need to do. And so I did this and I learned um, transcendental meditation with a personal trainer, then in a group. And I did this very, very intensely for quite a few years. And uh, needless to say, I stopped stuttering pretty much within a couple of weeks. Um, and then we have a mind-body center right by university. So I did a lot of different mind-body um, exercises, courses. So that was always part of my teaching besides the academic teaching that I had. And it kind of stayed with me in my life, even now where I'm a manager and of you know two clubs, I do have that other side as well. And I felt that's where the yin and yang in my life is. I always have both. On one hand, I manage, I you know, uh, about 80 people under me right now, but I also I teach yoga and I love teaching yoga. At, uh, I teach meditation, uh, Pilates as well, and and dance. Dance is another outlet for me, which I feel is like the celebration of joy of life. It's so beautiful that the the school that you were at allowed for creativity to come out there. So it's such a blessing to have that kind of nurturing at a young age, and I'm so glad. <laughs> They did because it ended up being uh, so uh, powerful for you in your journey. It did. And it really, I, I think it really 
sets you up for that path later on in life. And it always set me up for thinking in the big picture and thinking outside the box. And whatever I do in my job, I always think outside the box. I've been creating many fitness programs over the years, both in Europe as well as here, and, uh, um, and, and always create something new for the companies I work for. So, and that's what I like also. I'm, I'm someone, if you give me something and I have to repeat doing it, I literally can't do it. If somebody tells me, can you teach the same class again? I said, I literally can't. I'm good and I'm, I mean, I have my plan, but then I work with the people and each time with the energy of the people that I have, something else will come out of it. And that's why I'm at my best. If you want me to learn something by heart and do it, it would be hard for me to do because I would be already bored. And I think that, you know, one of the things I feel, you know, being successful is know who you are. What, you know, what makes you tick? What makes you passionate? What, what do you like? And some people would feel completely scared about it, about thinking, oh my God, I have to create it right there and then I could never do this. And they might not be suited for that. But if you are suited for that, it's good. And I, I've been just talking to one of my friends who did gave her first big speech and she decided, um, you know, I'm creative. I can talk off the cuff. I know what I want to say. And she did, and she said it was the best speech I did. And, you know, knowing wh wh where you come from, that's the most important thing for you to start from that place, which is you, and not what other people tell you to do, but what you feel is your authentic you. That's right. I just love how you're multifaceted, and that is being authentic to yourself. Um, when it comes to your personal life and journey, what modalities do you practice in addition to what you teach? in terms of mindfulness? Um, well, I do a lot of meditation on one hand, but one of the things I do every single day, I go out into nature. And that's kind of my part where, you know, from being very busy, surrounded by a lot of people, being out in quietness. And I know for myself, I need quietness. I need this pendant. And I spend an hour or two every day and I've got my two big German shepherds with me, my big babies, and we just go out and I just feel this. And that's where I start to sing. That's why I connect with people in spirit, where sometimes I talk to people as well. But that's where I feel I get closer to people around me, where I you know, look at my relationships, look at uh, how I can nurture people in my life. It was wonderful. That's a great one. That's a great one to, to just mention because it, we take it lightly that we have the fresh air of nature right outside our door. And right. I don't know, it, it, we take it for granted, I think. So thank you for reminding us of just going out and enjoying what we have. And sometimes it's very simple, right? You just kind of have to find a spot that you like That's and right. then and, and just enjoy it and be aware of it, right? That's right. And so what does holistic well-being mean to you in relation to your business or even the current life events such as the pandemic right now? Well, um, you know, holistic means looking outside your own box and your own, uh, your own little world. And I had three things happen to me in the last 12 months. I, uh, we had the pandemic, obviously, which changed all of our lives, which brought you inside. But I also lost two parts of my family. I lost my husband and I lost my mom uh, three weeks ago. So those are big events. And one of the things that helped me is 
looking at the big picture, not just for me, but also for them. Like for for my mom, she was at the end of her life and I had very meaningful conversation. I was there when she passed and I spent the last week with her and talked with her for the last month also, but the last week was very intense. And really being able to look at the picture, not of, oh, I'm losing my mom, but she is at the end of her life. She is fine with where she is. She's fine with transitioning. And it's her decision to go. And it was her decision that it was okay. And I think this, it, you know, having years of being mindful and seeing the big picture was, yes, it's sad, but it was not detrimental. It was like, no, it, she wanted to go. It was, I'm okay. And I, I could give that peace to her and also allowed her to let go in peace. And um, that made it almost into a beautiful experience. She was kind of frightened for a while, but I was able to give her the calmness and the peace so that she could transition in that into a, another life, wherever that is and whatever that is. That's beautiful, beautiful. And then I believe that the foundation you've developed through the mindfulness practice you had from a young age gives you that perspective that often is hard to have, particularly when you're losing someone you love, like your mom. Yeah, you know, that takes a long, long time. And I think, uh, and it, but it always takes this part of being aware, right? The awareness is not just, it's not just about me. I'm just a little piece of it. I'm, I'm a piece in a big scheme and everybody has their own journey and allowing people to have their own journey. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, for us, we want our moms around us for all of our life. And, but that's just not the way they have their own journey and they transition when they want to and being able to let go and making that okay. Yes, thank you for that. I always do believe people are connected energetically, no matter if they're here or somewhere else. So I always feel there is a presence of people around us and we can feel them just as an energy. And that's a beautiful thing to have as well. I believe that as well, yes. I believe that as well. That's particularly when life is feeling overwhelming like the past year. I feel like having that foundation is, helps your journey. Yeah, and so, for, I mean, COVID was not so hard for me because I, I kept working. I was one of the few people who were in the club. So I was at work three days a week. I taught a lot from online, but I'm also okay being alone. I have a, uh, a friend uh, with whom I walk my dog. And so uh, I'm fine with that. I'm pretty content. Mm -hmm. So I don't need tons of people around me. I call people, I've, I've got connections, but I'm okay. It's okay. You know, it's sometimes actually, I felt it was really, the meaning was, for us to really get inside a little bit more because life mm -hmm. is so much outside there's, we're always busy there's always something going on and having an opportunity to have time for ourselves and with ourselves is actually a blessing by itself yes and if there's anything that we can give our listeners it's to try to find a way to go within and find that peace and and just get to know yourself right get to know yourself and i know for myself and other friends of mine you know they start doing something they have been wanting to do like I've got my guitar out again or starting to paint or you know starting to write things create something so something that we usually are too busy to and all of a sudden wow now we can explore it and have fun in it and I think the message is really no matter what life gives you try to take whatever the good is and try to take something 
and and make something good out of it, create something positive in your life. Yeah, that's a beautiful insight to, to share as well. Yeah. Sounds like mindfulness has given you the ability to be resilient and um, knowing that there are different options. Like when you mentioned, um, I think before the recording started that your stepdaughter became certified during this period. Yeah, that was actually such a surprise. So she's like a, I call it a mini me. She's like also an athlete. She used to be a gymnast. Now she coaches gymnastics. Uh, she is a massage therapist for sports, but she also started uh, liking yoga. So I've been taking her and uh, so she did more and more. And I, she just surprised me that she completed her 300 hour yoga certification. So mm, that's it was awesome. like that's very beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> she made you proud. <laughs> very much. <laughs> um, and so Tanya and I would love to know for our viewers or our listeners, what insights would you give to them in living an authentic life um, that integrates being holistic on a daily basis? I think authenticity comes mostly from loving who you are, acknowledging you for who you are and maybe who you are not. That's okay. Um, being able to differentiate between what people want you to be and who you like to be and really stay on the path of who you like to be. You know, being like, who do I like in myself? What do you like in myself? And really let this person shine out. So you are the creator, the sculpture of your own self, of your own personality. Um, and the more we get independent of needing to get uh, feedback or from other people, or appreciation, validation from other people, the more we can actually get validation from our own self. And uh, that's something that I think is, it took me a while in the beginning, um, but it, it, once I knew that, it was really a, a way to be able to give myself the freedom to sculpt to, to myself into the person I wanted to be and not anybody else wants me to be. Um, so I think that was, that's the main part in being able to be mindful, being able to see the big picture again, see you in the world where you want to be in the world and then create this person and this world around you so that you can be your best, that you can live your passion. And once you live your passion, that's, you, that's the vehicle that brings you faster to your authentic self. Yeah, that's beautiful. Just finding which part of you is the best version of you that you want to shine and, and right. making it shine. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And what I did, I learned, um, and I think Shilpa, I shared this with you. I learned a few years, many years ago, I learned uh, a system with which we can do that. So it's basically, uh, I'm my trade is also psychologist and it's a system called um, NSM and that teaches you how to get inside through meditation and then create a, a picture of what you want. And in this picture, you will create your own self. And then you use that picture later on also to always remind you of that, that's the self I want to be. And then along the years, you, you can add more pictures, but it's almost like you create your own painting. And that really, really helped me as the base to then, uh, or as a foundation to build up on it. Well, what did you call it? It sounds like almost like you're creating a vision board. It's almost like a vision board, but you, and but you start with the meditation, 
and then you basically envision yourself and you you get a picture you and that picture represents what your vision is and then you basically go into writing what that picture is about and then you create a, the picture and what it means for you and then you go on from there so it's it's a very powerful way and i know I've, everybody does something else there's different ways of doing that but that was my way um i think the main thing is always go inside create this vision and then and then establish it get reminders so you always stay on task and uh with that so you you you're uh, consciously and subconsciously staying on task of that vision what is the Thank name you. of that Kristen? Uh, uh, it's called NSM, neurodynamic self-management, a very long word for basically going into your subconscious, finding out what your subconscious wants, because that's your true self, then bring it into the conscious, bring it into the picture, and then from there you can write your story. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so and it's, much. And it's very creative too, because I, I mean, I'm a creative, I love creativity. So even though I live in Silicon Valley, surrounded by engineers and IT and all of that, but I'm, I'm a very creative person. So everything that has something to do with dance or paintings or music or and all of that inspires me. Well, you bring a breath of fresh air to Silicon Valley. Let me tell you, they're lucky to have you. And we were so <laughs> lucky you. to have you on our podcast. You shared some powerful insights that I'm hoping people will come out with and, and just use what you've so graciously told us uh, today. Thank you so much. Thank you oh, for, thank you for having me. We're so glad you're here. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are so welcome. <laughs> Enjoy your day. <laughs> thank you. You too. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in. These episodes are intended to be of great value to you. And so we hope you truly receive something out of this one. And if you did, don't hesitate to spread the love, leave us a review, comment, share with one or two people who may resonate with the content, and please visit mindfulmompreneurmoments.com for some inspiring content. And continue to live with omnipresent awareness and compassionate mindfulness.